friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Stoppage Time Podcast. Uh, this is Todd. Morgan is sitting the next few out as I play back some recordings I did when I was back in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This episode, I had my friend Tom sit down with me and talk about the mighty West Ham Hammers and how he fell in love with that East London club. So welcome, Tom. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be the, the first guest on the yeah, podcast. first and official guest. Also the most prepared person <laughs> ever to be on a three-episode podcast. Uh, I'm looking at your two pages of notes, which I'm really excited to dive into. Yeah, I figured I didn't want to misremember anything, so I uh-huh. figured I would have a couple notes to fall back on. You didn't want to pull a Morgan exactly. who misquoted <laughs> Liverpool stats. Gotcha. You're a West Ham fan who lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I guess my question is, how, why are you a West Ham fan? Like all uh, American soccer fans that choose their clubs, I just clearly picked the best one in the EPL because that's how West Ham is. But West Ham aren't the best in the Premier League. <laughs> no, not not even close. Uh, it it actually happened where West Ham picked me. Okay. I uh, was in London in college, January of 2006. Okay. And a, a few of us were going to go to a match. Didn't really know anything mm. about soccer at the Fair. time, but it's like, as a sports fan, it's like, that would be cool to go see the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So there's a group of us that were going to go, and a match that night was West Ham home versus Fulham. Okay. In the, in the Premier League. Uh, but last minute, some people decided they didn't want to go, so we didn't have enough going, but we Bummer. watched. Yeah, was sad. It would have been a great experience at Upton Park, but we went to um, like a pub mm-hmm. and you know had a few pints and watched the match, and they won 2-1, to one. and right. so I came back to the States and then uh, decided like all college people should do is picked up FIFA, started playing with West Ham. Classic. A little bit as... And uh, kind of just was fate after that. I wasn't like a huge follower um, at first, uh, but that year they actually, I didn't really know it at the time, but they mm-hmm. were making a FA Cup run and they lost the final mm. uh, that year. But kind of was like, oh, they're in this tournament and they're like going far. It seems kind of like a big deal. And mm-hmm. um, But yeah, since then, nothing really major exciting going on. Who did they lose to? Oh, I didn't write that down, oh. actually. I, it was like Chelsea or one okay. of the big five. Well, yeah, right. I'm going to look it up, and if you're wrong, I will criticize you. Okay. So you went to London. Uh, was that for a choir concert or a it was, tour? Okay. Yeah, choir tour. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So you went on this choir trip, got back to the States, and just kind of casually followed along for the next couple of years. What really cemented you as a West Ham fan? Knowing that I would have gone to that match and they would have won mm-hmm. was the reason why I picked them. And, I mean, I kind of was like, for a while, I was like, oh, they're not that good. Do I need to, like, pick one of the big clubs? But that just really wasn't me. And mm-hmm. kind of just, like, in my heart, you know, I'd already kind of had West Ham, so I couldn't just turn on them to have, like, a, you know, to cheer mm-hmm. on, like, Man United or Liverpool. So I just decided to stick with West Ham and... Perfect. Uh, so now, like, yeah, over the years now, I've followed them a lot more closely mm-hmm. um, and gotten probably too much into it at times. Not at all. As you've seen from mid-match yeah. text messages. It's the great. It's the greatest to get West Ham updates from Tom. <laughs> oh, 
Because clearly you care about West Ham. <laughs> as I, I care more about West Ham after being friends with you than I did before. That's good, because didn't you hate them? Uh, well, maybe not hate. I didn't hate them. They are Their record against Wolves in the Premier League wasn't favorable to us. As if No, it's not. I think it's like oh my gosh. around like 29, 14, oh, and 18 career against the Wolves. That's great. But I do like the Wolves, too. Thank you. I, I do, I I do mean, like tend to like get the notifications on the matches oh, during yeah. the day, just to, like so I know what's going on with, with the Wolves. As a West Ham fan who lives in the middle of the country, what is your match day experience like? Match day. It's changed this year mm-hmm. because NBC decided to take away the most glorious oh, yeah. streaming available ever. I mean... Because up until, I mean, prior years, you could stream any of the Premier League matches. Mm-hmm. Um, that, And was actually, you can't even get in England. So yeah. I mean, we had more soccer than they did. But they decided to charge $50, and I just couldn't... That's fair. Couldn't support that decision. So I haven't really watched them as much this year. But it, too, it's kind of like forced me a little bit to change where... And actually, there's a, a podcast... Um, that I listen to, they broadcast a one-hour radio show on Wednesdays, and then they upload it. So I typically listen to that. It's a few different guys, and one of them's really well connected with the club. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, he's—they definitely are not owned by the boardroom, though. They're critical at times too, and yeah. so it's it's very—it's uh, good to kind of get that sort of connection with the club, since mm-hmm. um, I've yet to meet a West Ham fan in Sioux Falls. Yeah, I would imagine you're pretty rare. <laughs> pretty rare. I did, though, see a West Ham fan when I was in Orlando at an oh, Orlando City hello. match. Yeah, so I did talk to him at halftime. Um, he looked like he could have been from East London. He would fit right, right in with the West Ham crowd. Uh, so now, like, then I usually turn on, like, Twitter notifications for a couple of those guys on the podcast. But one of them, he then tweets out, like, corner, West Brown. But then he's also, like, tweeting positive and negative things which the club's twitter account don't think is going to be like mm. antonio is awful today that's like, fair so, yeah so it's kind of like a little bit different harder rather watch the matches but it's forced me to connect i think a little bit more with mm. fans and them yeah I'm, I'm just staring at your notes and i'm trying to decipher them from afar you guys you and your wife went to england was it last spring in 2016 don't want to forget that one. Oh yeah, because it was for your honeymoon. Yes. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, don't don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Way to put me on the spot. Not a problem. <laughs> you were unable to go to a home match for West Ham, or yeah, West Ham. Yeah. So the only match that worked while we were in England was they were away at West Brom, mm-hmm. and so the way the ticketing system works, it's mm-hmm. very different than here in the United States, okay. there's like, you have to apply. And so there's different levels. Like oh, you man. can be like a season ticket holder yeah. and you can apply and get a ticket or you can be like a supporter where you pay your 50 pounds uh-huh. to be a supporter and then you can move up the chain to get tickets. And then there's, I think then, I don't know if there's other levels, but then just like the general mm-hmm. random people. So I filled out our application, sent it in and 
we didn't get tickets. I mean, there's yeah. 3,000 tickets allotted to West Ham, and we didn't get it. So I did what any desperate fan would do is yeah. found, like, an email address and just pleaded my yeah. s- story. Hmm. I actually got a reply from a um, person in the ticket office that said he'd, you know, keep an eye out. If anyone mm-hmm. returned their tickets, then um, he'd let me know. Well, I didn't hear anything, and then the, the week of the wedding, I was like, emailed him again, um, and then he replied back a couple days later and was like, hey, sorry, I didn't respond. He's like, I just got two tickets returned. Are you still interested? Awesome. Like, yes, of course, we're interested. So so we ended up getting to go to that match, and so it was good. We took the tube over uh, that time to get the tickets at Upton Park, so mm-hmm. we got to walk down Green Street and just see, you know, the old stadium and, yeah. you know, see what, like, the local fans, you know, experience and, right. and things like that. So that was really cool. And then to travel to the match, which we almost missed our train because I was a, a bonehead and <laughs> didn't grab the right credit card for the train tickets. But fortunately, my wife has a very good memory and she mm. thought to ask, she's like, did you grab the right credit card? And I didn't. So started running back to, towards the hotel, ended up picking up cab had the cab wait outside as i went got the credit card and then yeah. went down the street and picked up kristen and got to the train station in time and made it to the match and then like away fans are on like another level yeah and so then to be in that section uh was quite the experience uh, yeah i can imagine um like we were taking pictures and a fan was giving me crap for like taking pictures. Really? You know, like, well, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. For right. Me. You know, this is just a, another Saturday for you. It, but, this is, yeah. Um, but it was, it was, yeah, definitely unique. And two just helped me feel more part of the club, mm-hmm. you know, to see the, the fans and uh, the different songs that they sing. Mm-hmm. Some of them, um, not mom podcast that's fair not 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 family friendly yes yeah oh yeah definitely like when we went to the wolves match it was a home match but like we had surrounded us were some families um and it's kind of cool to see like the generations like oh here's the grandpa here's his son here's uh his daughter and then now like they're her kids uh but then the words that came out of those young kids mouth was like I do not, I should not be here. Like, I I don't know if I'm old enough to hear these words. Yeah, definitely not the most family friendly, but it was more just like the language too. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear, you know, some of the stories where it's the one fan or a few fans that Mm -hmm. are over the top. Yeah. Beyond. I mean, it's more just word choice was really the, the issue. But yeah, there are definitely the the few that sometimes ruin it for all. Um, so that was good experience. And I mean, like the craziest thing was, you know, you, we're penned in, you know, one little area and we can't leave. So there's mm-hmm. like a little concession area and all the fans bef- before the match were mm-hmm. buying their Heinekens cause you can't bring them up in the stands. It's mm-hmm. illegal. And then, you know, there's garbage cans all over, but they were just tossing them on the floor and it was, the floor was completely covered Mm. with Heineken bottles and they were just screaming. I don't know how they could sing that loud pre-match during the match. Like it Hmm. was 
fairly crazy. And West Ham won. Three, okay. 3-0. Shit so on those was, baggies. Yes. Common theme in this <laughs> podcast is shit on those baggies. Yes. that And they West Ham did have a special song for Ooh. West Brom. Then, then as we were leaving, they would fill a train with West Brom fans and then fill a train oh, with wow. West Ham fans. And so, like, we're waiting in line and their West Brom fans are on the other side. And um, they're like, West Brom is a shithole we mm-hmm. want to go home like That's kept fair. singing that and then the police are just like standing right there and they're screaming it right by the police and it's like great yeah so they had a special song which you would probably agree about oh West Brown. definitely <laughs> yeah, yes which yeah it's yeah west brown not a big fan uh, they do have a cool stadium though i think it's hmm. a little iconic like um there was an article online where it was the top or one of the top iconic uh, stands. Really? Yeah. West Brom? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what their stadium name is called. The Hawthorns? Oh, yeah. The Hawthorns. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Dumb. Awesome. So you went to the match. You had the experience of the away fans traveling home. Uh when you went to Upton Park for the first time to get the the tickets, what were your first impressions? Like it's East London. I mean, it's very blue collar. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to even where the the club was founded, uh, like iron workers mm-hmm. area. So again, very very blue collar. But it also too has changed where it's very ethnically diverse area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it's literally just in a neighborhood. I mean, there's no parking or anything right across the street or houses. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very cool, like, neighborhood atmosphere. Definitely different than, uh, like, American sports stadiums, which, you know, like downtown or mm-hmm. concrete jungle parking lots surrounding. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not, not the case with Upton Park. And so I, again, really enjoyed, like, just being there to experience it. I mean, it's not an area of town you would just go to visiting mm, London. That's fair. At all. In, unless you were going to go to Upton Park. To the, yeah, the yeah. stadium. I was like, well, there probably is a different Upton Park. Well, yeah. But, but now West Ham don't live there. No, they moved to the Olympic Stadium, which mm-hmm. they built mainly for track and field for the 2012 Olympics. Ooh, so it's pretty wide open? It's... Yeah, not not great right now for mm-hmm. soccer. It's kind of a point of contention with a lot of the fans that ownership didn't really have their ducks in a row. Because um, right now we got like a 99-year lease and essentially mm-hmm. pay nothing to be there. So it's a, that yeah. part's a really good deal. And supposedly we outbid one of our rivals, Tottenham. But Whoa. then Tottenham, people were like, well, Tottenham only bid just to like, your price up they mm-hmm. actually didn't want to right. be there because now they're renovating white park lane and mm-hmm. so we ended up with it and so the seats are extremely far from the pitch and supposedly there's nothing they can do because underneath they mm-hmm. can't make the pitch lower because there's like plumbing underneath that they can't move okay and so that's disappointing so they can't bring in closer seats and even for the players on the sideline it's green so they uh-huh. have, like, conceptual issues, like, 
knowing oh. how far things are away. And yeah. then, so like going to pay a million pounds potentially to put like claret, you know, oh. instead of green. But then they can't do that because of the lease agreement. So there's... That sucks. Yeah, these like little things coming out. But eventually, so we might end up getting to buy it on the cheap. So hopefully then they could figure some things out. But mm-hmm. um, supposedly this, the owners, this is going to bring us Champions League football. So there's so hope. And the Olympic Stadium? Yes. Is going to bring you Champions League football. Yes. The, um, it's like the second largest... Real quick, what position are uh, West Ham? I don't Ham have in? my notes on that one right now. I mean, what? No, nah, they're mean, they're 15th right now. Cool. So yeah, they're knocking on that Champions League door. We we we're right there next year. Next year, we're okay. tied for the Champions League spots right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Eventually, Eventually, we'll get there. Okay. All right. I mean, sixty thousand seater. It's the second largest. So, you know, with financial fair play, that's you know. The hope, but as like West Ham fans know, they're, you're just waiting for disappointment. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a common theme amongst football fans, unless you're one of like firmly in the, the top four. Yes, that's fair. But I wouldn't want that either. No. Mm. I mean, I could have done without back-to-back relegations for Wolves. <laughs> But I think, like, as you know from listening to the other episodes, is that because of the hard times of Wolves, that uh, has made me a stronger fan. Because it's been work to follow them. And similar to you, with you, uh, well, I guess, not you're not willing to pay for the NBC Sports Gold Package. Which, I'm not judging, but whatever. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's just a boycott. That's fair, it's... Yeah. They, they 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 sprung it on the sports people with uh, little to no advanced warning, and that's a pretty high price for for football. Yeah, it for only the matches. I mean, I mean there are matches on, but mm-hmm. they pick the dumbest matches. To they they do pick the dumbest matches. I would too was secretly hoping that since we bought Chicharito that. You know, there would we'd have more games on TV because mm-hmm. there's like Mexican na- national fans. Yeah, but what they did is they just put them on the Spanish telecast, and I don't oh. have access to that stream. Bummer. So that's is a is a bummer. But most of the matches haven't really been uh, worth watching mm. in a way that would make you feel good about life. It just that's fair. Probably cut down on the number of frustrating. Uh, West Ham text that you've got this year early in the morning. Yeah, which is fine. I'm up. I'm up watching the Wolves or following them on Twitter. Today I listened to them on the radio, which That's, is weird. That is that is weird. How did you find them on the radio? Uh, so the official Swansea website had a link to the BBC broadcast, mm. which I could listen to it there, but I couldn't log on to the BBC website and actually listen to it. It was complicated. That is messed up. Yeah. Give us a recap of West Ham season so far. It has been down mm-hmm. and more down and a little bit up. Okay. Oh. So uh. we brought in Chicharito. Mm-hmm. He was, and um, Arnartovich, Arnie, from, just call him Arnie, from Stoke. From Stoke. The, uh, he's Aust- Austrian. 
Okay. Kind of like a West Ham player. I mean, he's he is short and squatty. So yeah, they they brought in a couple players, and of course wasted our weekly wage on um, English keeper Joe Hart because Ooh. that's what West Ham does. Just throws money away on mm-hmm. big names past their prime or not Ooh. worth it. When I heard they were bringing in Hart, I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Like he is gonna be a shot stopper, and he has not been. He has been anything but. No, he's he's very overrated. I'm surprised that he has been the national keeper for mm. this long because he's inconsistent, uh, which is why Pep sent mm. him off right. to Italy and then didn't take him back again. Uh, so you know, we brought him in, and we already had two decent goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the guy, number one for Ireland national team. Mm-hmm. Darren Randolph, and so we ended up selling him. We kept Adrian, which he is Spanish, and he's actually pretty good. He's yeah. got a national team cap oh, for Spain. Hello. Yes. Um, but he's no De Gea. But. So we brought in Hart on his 120000 a week wage, oh which my is... goodness. Yeah. Awful. Hopefully we just ship him back. There is now rumor that um, Newcastle are interested in oh so i hope that is there's true. no way newcastle can afford that wage they've got one of the richest owners that's true <laughs> that's fair we just read through the top 15 list yeah that's interesting that what that newcastle won him so you guys had mentioned the the blowing bubble song oh yeah which i have a copy hanging on my wall mm-hmm. one of my favorite wedding gifts probably my favorite wedding gift yes it was from me yes well michelle very, very cool. She's sleeping. Uh, so, I mean, the, those lyrics, I think, they just kind of, like, actually... Oh, you actually have the lyrics. Well, I didn't want to forget them on Gosh, you on are so prepared. Podcast. Morgan is out. <laughs> and so they, they kind of, like, do explain what a West Ham fan goes through. It's like, um, I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. They fly so high, nearly reach the sky. Mm. Then, like my dreams, they fade and die. Oh, yeah. Then huh. fortune's always hiding. I've looked everywhere. I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. Oh, that's depressing. It is a little depressing, but it is very cool how they cue up the song when the players are coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's got like its cheesy 70s, 80s, 80s background. It's, Perfect. And then, you know, it's, you know, the first half is to the music and then they just cut it and it's all the fans. Dance. Like it does give you chills. Just sitting here thinking hmm. about it. Do they also blow bubbles? They do. Oh, man. Of course. Yeah. It is glorious. It's a good thing to search on the Twitter world is a Pyatt. He got, like, scared by one of the bubbles one time, and it's got on That's, video. I will look that up. It's, it's very funny. Tom, I'm sorry for your hard season. No, well. It's all right. We're up to 15th. Uh-huh. We're going to stay safe, hopefully. We've, we fired our manager I did like the guy, but yeah. we were going down. He mm-hmm. was he was digging our grave, and of course, then we we were like rumored um, with Ancelotti, mm-hmm. the guy from Bayern Munich mm-hmm. who was fired. Mm-hmm. Who then, when I was like researching, he's coached Juventus, Milan, Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Won um, or been to three Champions League finals. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been huge for you. would have been huge. and Instead? But then we ended up with Moyes, which 
was not a very good day. Yeah. I remember was... lashing out in text messages to you that yeah, day. I remember uh, the, the text message that I got was, we just brought in Moyes, now we are assured of relegation. <laughs> well, I mean, when the last job he had was Sunderland, and mm-hmm. they went down. They like, went hard. hard. Yes. But he's actually, like, you know, shored up the, the defense... We've had a lot of injuries, which every club does, but when you have the little depth that we've had because of the terrible signings we've made, Mm -hmm. it's really affected us. But we've been quite good against the top five clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, We've only let in three goals against Mm -hmm. them in four or five matches. That's great. So then the problem is when you, like, give up three to Bournemouth, then... Right. Up those cherries. Yeah, and Newcastle. Gosh. So, you know, with 15th, a couple points above relegation line, uh, that podcast I listened to when they, the general sense of the fans is like, they were all like, not happy with Moyes. Fair enough. Three failures in a row. and mm-hmm. But they're like, all he's got to do, get us to 17th. That's a success. I mean, that was oh, like, no. all like fans were hoping for at that point. That is a low bar. Yeah. But we're also only, um, Three points away from 10th. So, I mean, there's a lot of clubs that you you have a bad couple weeks, you're going to be right close to the line. So, you know, we we have the quality of players Mm -hmm. that we should stay up. And one player to watch over the coming years, he'll be captain of West Ham at some point, is Declan Rice, 18-year-old. He got a start and was man of the match um, last match. So, uh, he's going to be good. We We'd stolen from Chelsea a few years ago. Good work. Other than being a West Ham fan, you're also uh, obviously a United States uh, soccer supporter. Uh, we've been to we went to the Trinidad and Tobago World Cup qualifier in Denver, which they won two one or one two. Was it two zero? Two one. Two one. Two one. Yeah, because we can't keep a clean sheet. No. Or qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, it was 2-1 because we scored, and yeah. then instantly... They came back and scored. Yeah. Oh, that was, just, that was a fun match to go to. Now that they didn't qualify for the World Cup, we're all... Both of us were really sad. Um, but you've been to... You went to the World Cup in Brazil. I, I did, yes. 2014. Um, amazing experience. Mm-hmm. I definitely suggest soccer fans must go to the world cup at some point it's beyond amazing Mm -hmm. people from all over the world you know you're in these cities and it's really just like brings everybody together Mm -hmm. you know like we were in rio and talking to a family from iran you know and it's like the people from countries aren't the same as the government which that's yeah very think rings true Mm-hmm. to the United States right now. And so then you're talking to these people from Iran and it's like really cool or you know we we went to the US Ghana match mm. which was amazing. Yeah. Dempsey in the first minute uh scored. I can't think of how many like thir- I'm going to say 32 seconds. Yeah, something like that. I know that's wrong, but it was definitely quick. around that area. I mean, we didn't even have that kickoff. Yeah. Ghana had it, went out of bounds, we threw it in, Dempsey makes a little angle, mm-hmm. puts it in. Um, so that was electric. I mean, beyond crazy mm-hmm. in the stadium. Of course, then they tied it, and then John Brooks had her in the 82nd minute. And one of the guys I was with, he he was crying mm-hmm. like after that goal. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Gosh, that's so nice. it was, yeah, it's cool. And like there was these Brazilian guys sitting in the row bef- in front of us and they were neutral when the game started, mm-hmm. but by the end when they won, we were hugging them oh. and like taking pictures and like all excited. And yeah. so, and then the after, like even before and after, you know, it was a huge match because it was Germany, Portugal, us mm-hmm. and Ghana, you know, group of death. Yeah. If, Whoever lost that match was pretty much out of the group. Done. So, you know, but before the match, you're, like, taking pictures and hugging people from Ghana. And like, yeah. But, you know, like, if you beat us, we're done. Once this kicks off. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, public transit had gone on strike, so there was no buses. We were just kind of, like, heading back, and this dad and his son ended up giving us a ride to our hotel. These local guys, because they're like, oh, we live over there. We'll give you a ride. That's it's awesome. just, like, things like that just... Uh, the world cup and the atmosphere at those games is like nothing mm-hmm. you can feel it's they're only once once every four years and it's yeah. the most popular sport in the world and you have one billion people watching the final mm-hmm. you know and so it just means so much and it, the whole reason i got into that and really started getting into football some more was i met these three guys from ecuador okay a, a friend had invited me over. It's like, hey, I'm going to hang out with these guys from Ecuador. They're like super funny. We're going to make Ecuadorian Chinese food and watch a soccer match. And I was like, all right, I'll go, go do that. So headed over there and um, it was a World Cup qualifier for Ecuador. Mm. And so it was a huge deal. They were playing Chile at home. And I remember watching and they ended up winning 3-1. They scored. They were... D- they were down 1-0, and I just remember, like, they were got behind, and it was just, like, silence. Mm-hmm. These, like, guys were not saying anything, and they're just, like, watching the game. And then they ended up um, scoring a couple goals, and then again in the 90th minute, and just, like, the excitement was just, mm-hmm. like, something I hadn't experienced watching a sporting event That's on great. TV yeah. in, like, the worst pirated <laughs> stream we've all, ever we've all been there and so then there was a game the next week and i was like oh i gotta watch this yeah. you know like i gotta i gotta wait a whole week i was like oh my gosh that's so long to wait for this yeah. and um they were playing the next week away at venezuela and they ended up going down in the fifth minute again mm-hmm. and again it was just silent and they were playing just like the first 10 minutes of every ecuador match was awful um then they came back and they scored and i remember like we were all like jumping up and down and like hugging and like my heart was like beating outside my chest. Yeah. And as like a person who grew up liking sports, it was just like I was hooked. And, yeah. But then there weren't any more World Cup qualifiers till the spring. Mm-hmm. But um, they were talking about going to the World Cup and it's like you're like hanging out, you know, it's like, yeah, sure, I'll be interested in going. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about a plan and whatnot. And then all of a sudden it came down to like you had to apply for tickets which was just another awful experience. Yeah. Um, but then we ended up, like, three of us had settled on going, one of the Ecuadorian guys, and mm-hmm. then um, one of his college friends from Texas. And we ended up, like, getting tickets um, to the U.S.-Ghana match, and we're just like, you oh, this, go. Is, this is real. Like, yeah. we're, we're going. So a um, couple weeks in Brazil, and we ended up going to two Ecuador matches they played Honduras and won two to one, um, and then went to Ecuador, France, mm. in Rio zero zero draw, which knocked Ecuador out, which is kind of sad. 
Yeah, unfortunate. But, but yeah, it was just such a great trip, and I'll always have those memories, yeah. and always I'm going to push people to go, so it's the unfortunate that... Will um, you push people to go to Russia? I would. would really? push. I mean, not the U.S. isn't in it, right. but I would have gone, mm-hmm. definitely. If the U.S. would have made it? I would definitely would have wanted to go. That's fair. I mean, I, I mean I, to make it all happen, I don't know. I mean, you have to have people to, that want to go with you and yeah. things, so... People are different than the government, and sure, the Russian government could be crazy, but if they want to listen in on my phone, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing there, so they're just wasting mm. their time. Fair. Tom, you were easily the most prepared person for this <laughs> podcast. Like, Maureen and I made a little, like, a few little notes here and there on our phones, but we never really referred to them until after when Morgan realized he was wrong. One note, though, too, remember... Uh, Watching the West Ham win Wembley promotion match in your basement. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I didn't remember that until right this moment. That was on... That was in 2012. Yeah, that was right before I moved. That's awesome. I didn't realize they were in the championship that recent. Yep. That one year went down and got back up. Mm-hmm. And then the other year, we were down one other year, 0203 or 0304. Mm-hmm. And again, for one season... Hmm. Got back up, fortunately. Because it can be a downward spiral. It certainly can be. Because if you just, you don't have good management, then you give them less money Mm -hmm. to work with. You still have bad management, they're still going to (laughs) make bad personnel decisions. That's fair. Uh, Key up, like Sunderland. They're in a real bad spot right now. Yeah, They're well on their way to get relegated from the championship. Which, that happened to the... Yeah, it happened in the Wolves. We already went over this. Yeah, twice in a row. We got it, Tom. Double relegation. Well, cool. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem.